Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Well, it's official. That is right. Let's get to the show. Officially soccer season. Three months. I've been holding out on the smoke in the water intro for a very long time, man. Derek, can you turn up my headphones a little bit? A little bit. Just a little bit. Slow fade, Derek. Let's see you work them dials. See you uh, work that dials. I could listen to this song all day. Rock and roll. All right, folks. Welcome to it. We are not dead. The Quizzo Trivia Podcast took a week off. Our first week at hundred and six. We usually don't. We try to we try to coordinate so that we can do we a do, podcast before we leave. But sometimes it just doesn't about, work. The strange thing about Easter for us is you go away on the early side of Easter, and you go away on and the late I go side. Away on the late side, which I, is good. I host Easter, so we don't overlap, and it's kind of the one holiday where we right. Can it's a little bit tougher to do it. So we did miss a week here, so we're just going to go with episode one hundred and seven. There was no NFL draft. No, yeah. Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, right. Nothing to go. <laughs> nothing to discuss at all in terms of the major pop culture things that we talk about here, uh, which basically means Funny, everything I went on. Watched the Battle of Winterfell, but I didn't really see it. No, as <laughs> as uh, Howard Stern likes to say, like, can we use some lights? Can we use some? Dude, can we use some lights? I, I was checking my tell. I was like, this piece of shit TV. I was like, <laughs> I was on Amazon. I'm like, I guess my TV yeah, is too old now. It's not work anymore. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I'm like, am I watching this in HD? Nah, the brightness just got to turn up the brightness. It was meant to be like that. It <clears> was meant to be like that. I didn't know what dragon <clears> was. <throat> I didn't know. Did you ever see that meme? Winning. Did you ever see that meme where it's just uh, uh, a guy from the 80s who's got, like, these, like, little little lines in his hair and, like, a little jerry curl thing going on, and he's pointing to his head, and he's got a really weird mustache, and he's just, like, you know, like, tapping his head, like, see, I'm thinking here? Yeah. And uh, so that meme was circulating that says, can't blow through a CGI budget if you can't see the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> so it's like it would have cost a fortune to shoot that thing in CGI. Is well, it's just like everything with the battle of it. Like think about the actual scene with the Dothraki. And by the way, I'm giving you all spoiler alerts. If you do not watch Game of Thrones and you do not want to know what happens in the Battle of Winterfell, don't listen to us or the internet. Yeah, we'll just say once we stop talking about it, we won't talk about it later. So we'll just talk about it now. So anyway, the point is when those the Dothraki ran into that mass and just the darkness darkness and just watched it get extinguished. Did you really need to see the horror or was it even more horrible just watching the silence? Because to me, that was the most effective scene I've ever seen in a battle. And they didn't have to overdo it with what happened to them. I did love the episode. It was amazing. Even though I couldn't see it. It was amazing. I did love it. Uh, Once I figured out that this was just deal with it and watch it the way it was. I watched the first 15 minutes like right, three right. times trying to figure out what was wrong with my TV. And right. then I realized, wait, this is... No, it's pretty much incredible. But it's going to be. Look, as uh, far as satisfaction, there was so many story arcs that got concluded of people that I've spent 10 years thinking about in terms of their person. And and now they're either, you know, for better or worse, legends or, or villains uh, forever. But I was very satisfied with that episode. Well, I and... thought what was amazing that they did was up until... 
it wasn't all over for everyone. Right. I thought it was all over for everyone. Oh, I thought there was no shot. I, I was like, wow. No shot. Is, I kept thinking I, back to Ned Stark's head coming off and right. being like, oh, this is it. Oh, it's he's over. not. We're done. Whatever we see in the next three episodes are without this whole group. It's what happens oh, after right, this whole right, group right, right, gets right. I was like, this wiped is off. Their, this is this their, is their swan song. Yeah. Yep. There's none of this group coming back. Yep. The minute that hit me was when the Dothraki went in, and then it was just a, a void, and that was it. And it, you were like, uh, that was 100,000 of the fiercest soldiers ever, and they were just silenced yeah, in, in the half second. It hit me when he rose them all from the dead. Like, I right. remember him doing that before. Sure, I was at Hardhome. I, I forgot. At Hardhome. The like, come at me, bro. Come at me, Stone. Yeah, and then he did, did it, it right like, there. Oh, and now no the Crips. Chance. It's like, wait a minute. You just slaughtered all of them, and whoever they killed, they just all got back up. Right. So it's over. Yeah, yeah. That's so like. good and luck. Then, and then, you know, John without a weapon standing in front of a drag, and you're just like, oh, here it is. Like, right. this was it. That was weird. They they built it up, and here it is. Here it comes. And then, boom. Everybody's, uh, everybody's going to die. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was over. Oh, when when so the, uh, when the red woman said Valor Margulis to Grey Worm, all men must die. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I was I was Mar- I, I was very resigned to that was what was going to happen. Yeah. And it was incredibly satisfying that they made it out. Uh, it was the ones that died. I felt like they had great deaths. Like Leanna Mormont had an awesome oh, yeah. death taking out the giant. Uh, Theon Greyjoy, amazing death going after the Night King like an idiot. That's exactly he died how he lived, like an idiot. Like an idiot. You know, just just charging and like you know, wild, uh, crazy. But the moment but, he took uh, Sir Roderick's head, was that the guy he beheaded in season two? Uh, yes. Prove his point. He took him three whacks with the sword. Uh, no, he didn't uh, behead Sir Roderick. Who, who, uh, who did he behead? It, it was he takes over Winterfell and he right. says to Bran, "You know, I'll save your people if you yield Winterfell." Because Bran's like, "I'm not yielding." And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and he's like, "So anyway, they capture one of the one of the Stark guys or one of the lords, and they capture him escaping, and then they bring him in, and he spits in his face." Yeah, yeah, sure. And Theon's like, uh, uh, "Oh, the, the guy with Theon, one of the Ironborns, like you must." Kill you got to do something. Nobody will ever respect. Right, right, right. Respect it. So he beheads some old guy. Yeah, it I think that like is. It might. Have, it might be Roderick. But and, uh, and it's, it's humiliating for him. Yeah, because... I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of uh, the the Umber that uh, that Rob Stark kills. Remember, like yeah. there was that Lord that was under him, and he sort of betrayed him with the killing of the yep, fray, uh, and then he had to kill him. And it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. I think it. I think it was the 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 Master of Arms that trained him. That's who he killed. Yep. yep. So. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it was it was quite something. I mean, there's a lot to in in uh, to take in, and, and what was mo- the most interesting thing for me is I couldn't figure out for a long time what the hell George Martin was doing, right? Because it's taken. We still haven't gotten book six. It's supposed to be seven. I assume that the guy just got famous. He got, gave up. Got, it just right. got like, but you know. But here's what here's what he did. At a point in time, he realized. The show is going to overlap the books. Yeah, because he wasn't writing them fast enough. They're, they're, I'm not writing them fast enough. He had but, a four-book start, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Book five came out in the middle of the series, but the four were already done before the series even debuted. So it's been seven, eight years. But, but here's what's amazing about it, right? He's made the show to where now the book has to fill in the details because there's so much that's happened that you don't understand now. Where did the where was this person? Where was this person? Who was where? When like so Melisandre? You're be able to read the book, Melisandre. Be a, where the hell has she been for a year and a half 
in yep. between her leaving and wherever else, and now coming Gosh, back. Her name and the one that Grey Worm is in love with. What is was it? Masandi. Masandi and, and Melisandre. Right. Yeah, I understand. They're not even related. But I'm saying there's probably an entire chapter of the book of Melisandre going back to Volantis where she said she was going to go to get the power to defeat this this uh, Ice Lord. So, like, we don't see any of that. They kept all of that out of the show. Well, did that book just come out about the Targaryens? Yeah, the history of Westeros. It's was like that this... written by him or yes. somebody else? Yeah, him. So he's writing books that don't even have to do with the right, story? because it's got the prequel coming. So yeah. he's he's managed to do it and and keep your in- I want to read the books now because there's all this stuff that happened and I have no context for. And I know the books are what fill in that context. Mm. So that's what makes it interesting. Like I'm saying, she was gone for uh the red woman was gone for to Volantis for the last season and a half. Yeah, you kind of forgot about her. Right. So when she left, she was like, I'll coming back here to die here, but I'm going home to go gain something. And now she comes back with the powers to basically save the day. Yeah. So that whole journey is, you know. Yeah, the Lord of Light finally came through. The it's Lord been of Light. Ten years, and ten finally. Year? You're wondering, what, what is this is guy? This what is this thing? What is the point? Is it God? I mean, what is the Lord of the Light? I'm still yeah. wondering about Sam and, T- and Gilly. What the what? What are they? I don't doing think there? there is any more Gilly. Oh, I think Gilly got eaten. Didn't she? Didn't she meet her demise in the crypt? Did she? Did she? I, I don't remember her making it out of that. I remember nice. Sansa and Tyrion sitting there looking like they were about to have a suicide pack for a minute. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, either that or they were about to make out. Yeah, like, that was that kind of a little sexual. Th- yeah, I think they're going to end up together. Yeah. They're already married legally. They don't have yeah, to do any paperwork. You were the best. <laughs> Can you, what a terrifying <laughs> thought. <laughs> what a great line from him. It really is. That is a terrifying thought. If, if I am the best husband you've had in your life so far. So I guess episode 107 is officially the Game of Thrones episode of uh, Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick, do you have any actual trivia I do. Uh, to throw at me uh, today? I mean, I Please, by all means. I managed to jot down a few notes this last since. Look, look at this page, dude. Holy moly. <laughs> I can't fit another letter. I've had no time, Nick. On this page. All right, so let's start you with this. Uh, what makes the Burger King Impossible Whopper impossible? What makes the Burger King Impossible Whopper impossible? Is that not meat? It is not meat. It, is that the Impossible Burger that it's I'm hearing about? It's, it's a Whopper. The, the, with, the meat. It's the a meatless, vegan burger. The, the meatless uh, substitute. So I'm, I'm in the midst of like claiming this the worst idea of all time. right? Because if you're a vegan, is Burger King even on your radar? You're not going to Burger King. No, by it. now you've come up with it, different choices. It, you're, you're packing those little th- those little tit the, the, with the plastic lid, yeah. and you're bringing that to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're living like an animal. Yeah. You're, you're, you're living like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a squirrel of, you're of sorts. You're not out there like, all right, I'm vegan. I need oh, let me hit that eat. Burger King. You know, just Burger King. No, you love Burger King. You don't want to eat in the same place that makes that stuff, let alone. Right, right. You're yeah. going to go to Burger King. Nah. But then they had this, uh, they had this IPO. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, I know. Some meat. Yeah, the fake meat. It's, yeah, it's, it's not real meat. It was supposed to IPO at $25. It went bonkers. $65. Right. Triple. This meatless meat. Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe maybe meatless meat is the thing. Where are you at with meatless meat? I have absolutely no interest in it until I taste it. And if it tastes like meat, then I guess I'll be interested. But I want to make sure it's not going to start killing people. It feels like cheating to me. And I'm not interested. I, I, I don't I, eat meat. I don't, if I don't eat I don't meat, need that. then don't eat meat. You know what uh, I, mean? listen, I eat meat. I, if something can be crafted that's exactly like a grilled chicken breast and I could throw it in a wrap. And I don't know the difference in taste at all, and I could bread it or whatever else, and I could disguise it, and it's better for me, mm. yeah, I'll consider it. 
I don't see how it could be. I spent the last five years trying to get away from foods that are processed and just to eat like kind of real food. That's my point. So how like, could that be better for me? You are making <laughs> fake right. Whatever, and I don't so even, whatever like, that what burger is, it? is that's soy. Impossible. I mean, what, what is it? it? It always comes down to soy. It always comes down to something that looks like it but yeah, tastes like soy. not exactly. what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I uh, I'm good with real cheeseburgers. And speaking of vegans, do you know what the most consumed vegetable in the United States is? Are you going two for me? Yeah, right now. Yeah, I know we're on a time frame, so I'm not yeah, about okay. the general knowledge. Yeah, if you guys get forty minutes out of us today, consider us consider yourselves lucky. Folks, we do not have forty minutes. minutes. <laughs> You're not getting forty minutes out of us. I hope you enjoyed our Game of Thrones discussion. <laughs> That's it for episode one hundred seven of the Quizzo Trivia Pocket. Uh, just kidding. Okay, so what was the question again? What is Nick? the most consumed vegetable? Potatoes. Yes, potatoes. Right. Yeah. You want to hear a great story about the potato, Nick? Sure. So in Ireland, they couldn't figure out how to get Irish people to eat potatoes originally. So the lords in Ireland you came mean up. like people are trying to eat them raw and they're just, disgusting? No, it's just like whatever. Like that people even whatever way they ate, like they boils. were disgust. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. disgusting. Unless you can like flavor it or whatever else. The potato is a disgusting thing. Well, if you have an oven and you have something you can dip it in. You Again, good. you're flavoring. Right, uh, right, the, right. The, I'm saying any way you eat a actual just a potato. Whichever way you do right, that. It's got butter, salt, and pepper. That's cream, a different thing. You're, that, you're, yeah, you yeah. might as well eat butter, salt, and pepper. You can deal with it on a potato. I'm saying any way you eat an actual just potato, it's disgusting. So the lords of Ireland decided to come up with a strategy, right? In order to get people to want to eat potatoes, they started having the army guard the potato farms, okay, with soldiers 24 hours a day. To trick them into to thinking, trick them into thinking they were stuff? valuable. Ah. So the peasants started stealing potatoes. Uh. And then slowly they they let them. Then it became known like, oh, well, that's something of value. Yeah, it is a it is an ingenious vegetable because it, it fills you up. Sure. You know, it's Yeah, w- once you've Frozen invented ground, butter rolling. and and uh salt. Right, they had golden. all the cream they wanted with all their green and whatnot. Right. Yeah, oh, so sure. Fry it. Them. I mean potatoes fried or just marvelous. So I'm not. I'm not against potatoes on any level. I'm just saying this was a pretty smart move to get people to want to eat a potato. So you're like, oh, if you see soldiers in the government trying to hide something, you think it's worth something. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's the story. Right. Reverse psychology at its finest, folks. All right, Nick, I got one for you in general knowledge, then we'll move on to sports because there's plenty to talk about in the sports world. Yeah, for we'll just sure. call it the NFL draft draft round, round for sure. Um, this is interesting. I love my wheelhouse questions. You know I love it. So if you get this within, I'm going to give you 10% either way, okay? Either yeah. direction. Within 10% of either direction, what percentage of stock trades are done by real human beings these days? Stock trades, what percentage of them are executed by actual human beings? So, all right, real quick. If I call my broker right. and I say, buy Netflix. Yes. Is that considered? Yes, that's a human person uh, calling in, calling in the thing. All right. Well, that's how I sort of thought stock trades went down. And then he gets on his computer and he types and makes the the, the purchase. Right, but the other way the, they go down is algorithm programs and institutions, funds, like institutions, institutions programming funds. to buy and sell based on algorithms that tell the computer when to buy and sell. There's no human interaction in terms of buying and selling it. It is all done based on algorithmic right. calculation. And I a lot of it is the 20%. institutional investors. 
so twenty percent are done by actual humans. Yes, you'll get it right because it's ten percent. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. If you gave it to me within ten, yes, I don't want to guess ten. Ten percent so of transactions are actually done by people. The rest are automated Boom. algorithm transactions that run the stock market these days. Yeah. Wow, so that's frightening. That's why you can't win. Right. If you're going to try to go <laughs> up against that. Because they've got the algorithm. Correct. It's the same thing with fantasy sports. It's already predetermined. Right. Yeah. Daily, oh, fa- daily, daily fantasy, fantasy is the same no thing. Because yeah. somebody else has an algorithm. algorithm. That- that's, that's precisely correct. All right. Let's move on to sports. It's a good transition. So, Nick, it is the NFL draft is over. Um, you know, I will say this. Uh, many years ago, the Jets drafted a tight end that I was very high on whose name was Jace. And he went to school in Texas. And I was oh. I was convinced this is going to be a guy. But my guy busted. Jason Morrow was <laughs> yeah, a gigantic bust. I think I wanted uh, him, too. Your guy is not going to be a bust. I didn't ever you heard got, of him. The guy had 10 touchdowns last you year. You got the best receiving tight end in the draft, in my opinion. Jay Sternberger. Well, you know I wanted that Noah, is it Fant? Noah Fant. Yeah, Love that, him. That's Loved what I him. wanted. Yeah, he's, he's nasty. He, he, I wanted him at He reminds me of uh, Ben Coates. You want a comp on Noah Fant? Ben, okay. ben Coates. Because I was hearing Gronk. No, because he can't block worth of crap. Right, like Hawkinson is more Gronk than that because he's a complete player. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a guy in the fourth round, uh, Trayvon Wesco, who's the best blocking tight end in the draft. So it depends on what you're looking yeah, for. All I know is I went from my free safety being called Haha to yeah. my free safety being called Savage. So yeah, you like that? Yeah, you want you you don't want Haha. I'm thinking about a jersey. I want Savage. Savage. I like Savage versus yeah. Haha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, I'm good with Savage versus that, Haha. That sounds good to me. So um, I had a good draft. Okay, so here is uh, the interesting question uh, for you that I have. Okay. Which is, what school had the most number of first-round players taken? And I believe there is a tie. Okay, I know this. Okay. I know this because I want to say they tied an all-time record, right? I think for the number of... Yes. Yes, I believe it is an all-time is it record. Five? It's, is it Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma okay. had five players taken. Yep. Correct. That is, for them, I think the record is they are now an elite company of the number of times they've had that many players taken. Okay, because I saw something that said Oklahoma's five, I thought, tied like an Alabama. It could be five. the record for the most taken in the first round, too, but they're also an elite company of— uh, Miami had the most in the first round ever. They have the record, right. but I believe Alabama has now surpassed them Okay, for the most uh, times, most times they've, had, they've had that many players taken in the first round. Yep. Or in the top ten or something along those lines. But they yeah, also, Oklahoma. Oklahoma also became the first school to have their quarterback taken number one overall in twice back to back years. Never happened before. Never that happened. was going to be my next question. It's actually the second time, because I think we talked about this on the last podcast, that uh, a quarterback was taken uh, in the first round by the same team two years in a row. The Baltimore Colts took John Elway after taking some guy that never played. Uh, so they drafted a QB, and now, of course, in the first Rosen round, right, and Kyler one. Murray. Right. What did you think of Rosen to uh, the Dolphins? Was that steel. not predictable? Steel. Even as a backup, three years, six million dollars for a twenty-two-year-old. This guy's a backup. I thought he was. They said he would have been the number one uh, player in the draft taken this year if he was. I think coming he's better out than any of those quarterbacks, and they got him for and, nothing. And the Cardinals fired their coach. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line was terrible. Trash. So. How do we know that this guy's not any good? No, plus Miami is the perfect fit for him. So, here's the actual question for you, Nick. And, and they got to pay him $6 million over the next, like, what, four years? I mean, it's like they got him for free. So, who is the lowest drafted, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, what division now has 
three top 10 quarterbacks drafted from 2018's draft. All right, sorry. Oh, okay. What division has three? Okay, so you, that whole team, yeah, you're right. Those guys are all in the same division. Yeah. So obviously we're talking East. about it, so it's not much of a question because we're talking about yeah. the AFC East now has pick three, pick seven, pick ten. All. Right. Yep. Three of the top four QBs taken all and in the same division. And they all got nasty defensive linemen in this draft oh. to go after Tom Brady. Yeah, so the, Jet, the Jets did. Somebody could do the something Jets did unbelievable guy. because they 40, had two. What, three now? How yeah, old is that guy? Forty-seven years old. Did you see him last night on? Uh, yeah, I saw the perfect toss right through uh, Matt Damon. It was window. a window. That was, was funny as hell. I don't know. That Kimmel. He comes Kimmel. He's like Kimmel. He's like, ah, oh, that's my friend Tom Brady. You know this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you live here? Oh, you live here? You know I don't know I why here. I still find that funny after fifteen that years. Feud? Yeah. Well, I love it because it's not real, you know. Yeah. But it's it's just great. Like well, it's what? Just funny. Yeah, I like that Matt Damon's like, yeah, I'll let you crap on me for 15 years and basically make me the yeah, like butt of every, every of joke. You know why it's funny? Because they've done it well. Oh, yeah. You know, the song was funny. They, 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 uh, everything they I love everything. Feud, it's, it's not uh, cheesy. Matt it's, Damon. It's I love the fact that every time I say the name Matt Damon at Quizzo, somebody goes, Matt Damon. Because of uh, uh, Team uh, World Police, uh, yeah. Team America World Police. Yep. Remember that? I, I the, da- the Matt Damon puppet? Yep. All right. Uh, so All you right, got so something for me? For you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so... This was the one I sort of picked out as – this is a question I'm going to ask you in a more difficult format, and then I'll give you the way I'll ask the uh, general population. What team had no one drafted for the first time in 19, since 1962? What college football program right. had no one drafted for the first time since 1962? I know the answer. Okay. Lay it on me. Tennessee. Okay. That – so – that's true. They're the only team in the SEC that hasn't had that didn't have anyone drafted. But they're oh. not the answer to this question. Hmm. University of Texas, not the dead void, the cornerback. Uh... I, the way I ask it is what Big Ten team. Oh, okay. What Big Ten team had no one drafted for the first time since 1962? Wow, that's, that's actually kind of interesting because obviously – the big ones all did. So Michigan State, Notre Dame, Michigan, they all had players drafted. University of Indiana doesn't ever get anybody drafted, so they don't count. Um, this is a big one. It's just that University of Illinois. They've been bad, and they're not like a long-time Big Ten team. University of Maryland had Savage taken, so that's not right. Uh, they're not a long-time Big Ten team. Rutgers even had a guy taken. Jets draft Plus, the Rutgers doesn't player. get one taken every year. No, <laughs> they had one player taken <laughs> since 1962, <laughs> but that's not the same question. Um, that was they were saying this guy from Duke that they're just killing that the Giants took. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, and I, I don't like his name. Daniel, Daniel. But, but besides the point, he was the first player taken mm-hmm. from Duke. Yeah, in four years. Right. Since Jameson so Crowder is playing and Lake, a- Lakeland Tomlinson, so offensive saying, this lineman. guy is playing in the ACC against right. real football teams, sure, and hasn't had one single guy drafted on his team in four years. Okay, so maybe he's good. Okay, here's like, the like, thing, let's though. Not go Why is him being on a terrible team and having achieved absolutely nothing on it a credential? Well, he's, he's got the same numbers as Matt Ryan had coming out of Boston College. I don't disagree. More, and he won. And he won. Yards, and he, so won he won a bowl game with that terrible team. 
So, you know, but Northwestern does the same thing. They're all filled with guys who don't go to the NFL. I mean, and they, I'm they killing them because they didn't take Dwayne Haskins, who was my guy, but everybody didn't like Dwayne Haskins no except way. for me. That's so, not, the, so. here, here's why you should kill him. You should kill him because they would have had him sitting there uh, with 17. a bow with the 17, and they passed on a elite player to get him at six. Right, and the guy they got now. at 17 is not an elite player. He's, right. a, he's a good player, but he's, he's not an elite in, player. Uh, yeah, the Clemson guy, and he's a good player. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I actually liked him way more than the seventeenth overall pick. Just you like know what I like history. Feral. Clemson made in the first round. They made history. Well, let's see. In terms of the, the number of uh, defensive linemen taken, first, four three. first or three. Okay, yeah, so Wilkinson, Farrell, three guys and, from the same defensive line. I mean, I was all over that. I, I had that guy. I told you that the best defensive end in this draft wasn't even Bosa. It was Cleveland Farrell from you Clemson University. Loved I would love them. And the best part was uh, when Mayock made that pick at four, not only was my comment validated, but he said I'd have taken him one, four, six, seven. Wherever we were picking, he was the guy I was taking. And that's how I feel about guys like that. Remember when Terrell Suggs went? It was so funny. They were, they were breaking down Gruden's draft right. and Mayock. And they took, I, I don't have it in front of me, but all guys from Clemson and Alabama. Sure. And it was like, they were laughing like, I wonder how Gruden like uh, did his scouting for this. Like, did he watch the national championship? It was like, all right, I want these, yep. this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, so I think he watched one is that, college is that, football Is that really a bad <laughs> philosophy? Here's the two highest performing college football programs ever. Yeah. They've played each other, what, three years in a row in the title game. And you're now poaching those players who are part of that system of exceptional elite competition and recruitment. Makes and, sense to Right. Like, let me see. How about getting the Prairie View and A&M guy? Did you see, though, Ma- pro. did you see Mayock, uh, what happened at the end of the draft, though, in the seventh round? Stumped the truck? All right, so this is my favorite story of the, the entire draft, okay? And this will be the last thing in uh, the draft part, and we'll move on to some geography history. Unless you got one more for me. Well, I, you didn't I, answer this first one. So oh, what let's was the question? wrap it up. The only team that had had a guy dr- who hadn't oh the Big Ten since team yeah uh, so nobody drafted for the first time since can't then. be Iowa because they had the two I've run through almost every single team here what who am I missing I'm skipping right over somebody that's incredibly obvious um Warren Buffett oh University of Nebraska Nebraska yeah no that's interesting okay yeah they haven't been good in a long time man well do they have Scott Frost now and they turned it around halfway through the season I I would buy right now on yeah, Nebraska. On sure. I think they're now, they've got get, history, so they'll they'll turn back. it around. But uh they definitely have a fan base and uh, yeah, but, but facilities. As far as them being an elite program, it's been a long time, man. Like that well, team I'm has ready not for been that Ohio good. Ohio State to come down a little bit sure. and let's see Nebraska go yeah, up. Yeah, but you're right about them being not a big ten team. You, you know, don't think of that when you think nah, of the Big Ten. I don't. I don't. I wasn't you going that far. You think of the Big far. 12 when you think of Nebraska. Yeah. Well, that's definitely interested. So, um, all right. I was saying something before we got. Uh, About the some truck in round seven. Okay. Truck. Okay. So, stump the truck. So, at the end of round seven, they were basically coming up with these prospects. Each guy on the NFL, uh, like Rich Eisen's panel, was coming up with a prospect that hadn't been drafted yet that they wanted to see if the truck had a highlight for. Right? Okay. So, it was like they're long shot guys. So they're all going through their names like, hey, do you got uh, Notre Dame's kicker, you? You know, it was like this uh, South Korean kid with the last name Y-O-O. Truck comes up with the highlights, you know. So that's that was the game. So they're playing the game, and Rich Eisen throws this defensive end from Prairie View A&M, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember, Mike Mayock used to work for the NFL crew. Yes, it was doing this, He's right? a talking head. He's, He's a, a talking head. That's right. his credentials. So Eisen gets to stump the truck. 
And in the middle of them playing the clip of Stump the Truck, the Raiders call in the pick. It's the Prairie View A&M kid. (laughs) And Mayock sends Eisen. He goes, did I stump the truck? Question mark. So he he made the pick based on that highlight that that came in. The Raiders are trying to get an A in drafting by watching these guys, and it's like they're, they're looking at the best available board on Mel Kuyper's board. And drafting well, no, guys. they're looking at Mayock's best available. <laughs> Remember when the Redskins did that? Yeah. We watched an entire Redskins draft come in where every pick seemed to be Mayock's best available, the, the best available guy. Yeah, so they were paying. You know, they were the using him. Department and just, just use Mayock. You know what? It wasn't the bad, worst strategy. Raiders had a great draft, in my opinion. They got a starting running back out of that, a starting safety, a starting defensive end. Um, you know, I like everything they did in that draft. Let me ask you a quick uh, quick draft one here. Oh, and they have Antonio Brown now. What two guys with the same name were drafted at number seven two years in a row? Josh Allen. Josh Isn't that Allen crazy? Isn't that great? I was convinced seven. Josh Allen would be going after Josh Allen his whole career because yeah. it would be the Jets and, and the Bills in the same division. Yeah, but like instead we got uh, a much better player. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw what we did, but our first and third round picks basically fit. So we were going to take Allen. Yeah, we got the edge rusher we desperately needed, Ja'Kai Polite. Now, what's wrong with that guy? He's a bad attitude. Yeah. Yeah, but he He never. He did horrible in the pro. Like, he was going to be a number one draft pick. No question. Talent wise, people had him as the second best edge rusher. As bad as you could possibly test. test. And and not in terms of physically, in terms of personality. Right. People were like he was arrogant. A thing. I mean, like okay. a, a junkyard dog. I learned. I learned. I learned the story. You ready for the story of why that doesn't matter? Because it's something we've talked about a million times over, and now I have a little bit of more insight into saying, "Don't judge a book by its cover." If you remember, several years ago, the Jets had a second-round pick that they drafted a receiver, Stephen Hill from Georgia Tech I University. Do him. Okay, and I lamented. And did you take him right in front of Alshon? Two Jeffrey? picks ahead of Alshon Jeffrey. Now I had no context for that, right? I don't know the interview process in Stephen Hill and the interview process for Alshon Jeffrey. Right, at the time your coach, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina, right. and at your coach well, was your coach Mangini. Kid? Yeah, our coach was probably Rex no, Ryan. Rex at Ryan. That. Yeah, Rex Ryan. And was his kid Clemson? Oh, his kid, kid went to Clemson. Clemson. Okay, so, so no, no relation. No, 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 no relation. But th- but this is the issue. Okay, during the draft uh, recruitment process, they both interviewed with the Jets. Stephen Hill showed up in a three-piece suit, polite, well-spoken. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Can't wait to get to work. Looking at this, can't wait. Just all you know, whatever you need me. Blah blah blah. The nicest, most polite human being. The coaching staff was over. Alshon Jeffrey stared his feet the entire interview, and they cut it six minutes early for a ten minute interview because of how bad it went. Mm. So the Jets at that same spot had you know the choice to make between these two receivers with similar physical skill sets. Yeah. One guy in their mind is this class act, you know, great dude. The other guy is basically Ja'Kai Polite, staring at his feet, not answering questions, you know, whatever. And Stephen Hill out of the league in two years, so that, that meant nothing. And Couldn't wait to slam the door. Right, and Alshon Jeffrey won a Super Bowl. Yep. And is a perennial, well, not a perennial pro bowler, but he's been he a pro bowler. He was a star on the first day on the field. Right. It was not like one right. Looking back, so sometimes that if anything, his injuries have hampered him. Sure, but but I'm saying you can no longer just say, "Oh, well, one guy is this attitude and one guy is that attitude," so don't get him. When you see polite play, he had 11 and a half sacks and 17 and a half tackles for a loss last year, Nick, at Florida. Yeah, okay, he's not a average player; he's a beast. And now you throw him with uh, who we have coming up the middle with the Williams brothers. Our defense is. 
I could go draft all day, dude, but... Uh, let's do it. Geography, let's history. Do it. One each, and then get out of here. All right, what was the original color of the pyramids of Giza? What was the original color White. of... White. Very well done. I Give knew yourself that. a gold star. That Thank you. Done. Yes, the limestone uh, yes. Uh, ages. magnificent? Yes. What that must have looked like? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the bright, bright white. white. Yeah. Back in the day. Know that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out next week. But. Uh, all right. So you want ancient Egypt? I will give you ancient Egypt. Um, see, I'm thinking of this one off the top of my head, Nick. Isn't that exciting? Napoleon shot off his nose. It did not. Napoleon did not shoot off the nose of the Sphinx. It, it definitely fell. Um, okay. 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 What is King Tut's real name? Tutankhamen. Tutankhamen. Nice. Nick is all over that. King Tut is King Tutankhamen. I like the abbreviation. Makes sense. All right, entertainment. Do it. Who was on the cover of this year's People Magazine's Beautiful Issue? Who's on the You're cover beautiful. of this year's People Magazine a Beautiful Issue? I'm going to see where you land on this one. Mm. Margaret Thatcher. Better. Oh, uh, Julian Assange. His cat. He looks. You know he's forty-seven. Do you know that? One hundred and forty-seven. He looks like Letterman. Sixty-seven. He's forty-seven. He spent years nine old. years in like an Ecuadorian embassy they, talking they, to a they, cat. Like how bad was the penalty going to be that he got? They, like he wasn't going to get nine years in an Ecuadorian embassy, was he? I don't know. Like, That's a pretty bad files? penalty. I mean, like no, he probably could have got like. Fifty weeks, yeah, like a, two a, years, in a, probably. In a, in a not two Ecuadorian embassy. Yeah. Yeah, he looks know. like he's been in there for two um, years. Bradley Cooper. I saw forty. No, this is a woman. Bradley the Cooper, sexiest man alive, is the men uh, issue. The beautiful issue is the woman. Bradley like, Cooper. It's like Julia Roberts every three or four years. Still going with Bradley Cooper, a uh, man or a woman. Um, okay, so most beautiful woman on earth, right? Blake Lively. And they don't give it to young women. You have to uh, be a, you know, it's like... Lauren Bacall. <laughs> Somewhere in between. The age of <laughs> Oprah <Blake> Winfrey. <laughs> and Lauren Bacall. Okay. Somewhere in the way. Ellen DeGeneres. Who uh, would you describe as a very handsome woman? <laughs> handsome fish and a beautiful woman. A very handsome woman. Portia DeGeneres. Um, I guess. Now you're on. Like Somebody like that would have been a perfect choice. Who is beautiful in a Me Too sense these days? Right? Is that what I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Am I means. looking for... I can't answer that because I don't know what that means. Like movement beautiful. You know what I mean? Like a good face of the movement. Like uh, Roseanne's daughter. Oh, uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Sarah Gilbert. No, 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 no. no. Sarah Gilbert's no, this, wife this would, this, from this Four Non Blondes. This somebody who's considered beautiful. Oh. <sighs> It's too bad. It's my type, necessarily, but... Not your type? No. So it's not Scarlett Johansson? No. Um, not your type, but considered beautiful. Oh, what about uh, the Jonas's... Uh... Sophia Turner? No, 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 the other one. Oh, that, the Indian. that's a good one. That's a good guess. What's her name? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say She's hot, anything. but not my type. I don't want to say it, because I don't want to guess. Right, she's hot, but not my type. It's not Padma Lock. Lakshmi, something like that, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think All right, I think it's I, I've given like thirty guys or ben, thirty women. Ben Affleck's ex-wife, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner, you got it. Oh come on! You know, on draft day, I watch draft day, 
Yeah, I do because you text me references from it. Yeah, I watch it every draft I'm day. I watch Groundhog Day. You're giving me guys from draft from day. draft day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vontae uh, Max. Watching, who, who does he watch? Draft yeah, day. I do it every. I woke up. That's the first thing I put on. And this year, it was even worse than it's ever been. <laughs> it was actually even worse. You know why? Because I had to watch it on, um, like AMC. Because I didn't want to pay three dollars. No, nothing was ever worse than the year that the Jets had four number one picks. I was living with you at oh the time, God. and that that was something. That, I didn't sleep for like three weeks. You want to talk? To, I don't think we could tell the story of that. Nah, that was bad. That evening, the night before, that the was four bad. pick. Did Still you, remember them like it was yesterday. We actually drafted a West Virginia tight end again, and the Jets had the balls to tweet. Uh, you know, the last one worked out pretty well for us with the picture of Anthony Becht. And I replied, it worked out pretty well for you. At 383 career grabs, never once got more than 600 yards in a season, and had a total of 14 career touchdowns. What part of that worked out well? We you know, never did anything with guy. him. What's that? He went to the same high school as my brother-in-law. Oh, I yeah, didn't he's, know a, he's a Philly guy. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a great guy, but he was a mediocre player. He was oh, not like a stud first tight round end. Th- no, we passed we on Keith the- Bullock, who I went to school with, and yeah. I was screaming for as the perfect linebacker. And and again, it was at a time where that we dude were running had the biggest watch I've ever, ever seen. seen in my life. I Keith Bullock's watch is the size of my night. head. Yeah. Yeah. His wrist is the size of my, my head. Thigh. Yeah, yeah, right. And he must have just signed with an agent because right. he was finishing up college. But sure, the sure. Season but was over, done. Yeah. and he had this diamond Rolex. Sure, that was literally I could wear it around my leg. Yeah, that's how big this thing uh, was. Absolutely ridiculous. But we passed on him for Anthony Beck. That guy's neck. The rest of the, the other three picks, admittedly, were very good. Abraham, Sean Ellis, and Chad Pennington were good picks. Oh yeah, we had a good, we had a good draft but everything else we was garbage in the first round. yeah lavernius coles was the other good pick we had in the third round oh he was that draft yeah he, well he was a first round like he would have been a good late first round yeah, i'm pretty sure he was in that draft all right where are we at i, I could ask you one more was this uh geography history no we're in entertainment oh we're yeah, already in entertainment gross. folks yeah okay already, um but we got no of course of course of course all right so i guess this is the um I was going to ask you the obligatory Game of Thrones question I had pegged, but we talked about it already. So give me one more, and then I'll see if I can come up with something in between. Uh, All right. Uh, I mean, domestic violence. Well, it's such a horrible thing. Oh, what a great, great conversation. So entertaining. Thank you for the um, inner. Yeah, but this, I, I just, I can't imagine this. If you committed such a horrible act like domestic violence, you'd think you would not do it again in the same month. Right? Like, could you imagine? At least you'd be on your best behavior for a little while. I guess not. Right? Trying to make up for it. But did you see what Silver Spoon's actor was arrested for domestic violence twice in 30 days? Ricky Schroeder? Ricky Schroeder. The only Silver Spoon actor I can think of except Ricky Alfonso uh, well, that Riviera. Well, you just slap him right back, Alfonso Riviera. Yeah. yeah. He's, you got Alfonso Riviera suing, uh, what, NBA 2K for the likeness or. Who did he sue? Yeah, he sued somebody for, <laughs> for the, the Carlton. The Carlton dance, which he stole from, from Tom Jones. From Tom Jones. <laughs> right. The best is I was watching that. Somebody uh, did an internet, uh, like a like a GIF, you know, whatever. And it was uh, it says, when you just got a Jabu in private. And they put that scene where Carlton is home and he's looking around to make sure nobody's home. And then he throws on Tom Jones and grabs a candle and starts doing the Carlton and singing the song. And then Will walks down and catches him mid-flight. But he did. they did the whole thing to got a Jabu. That's awesome. It was fantastic. I got to see that. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, well, Ricky Schroeder on Tough Times, man. I thought he was uh, one of the good guys in Hollywood. Obviously not. Obviously What's not. What's going on with Zach from uh, 
Do you think that's what happened? Did the girls say, I'm leaving you for Zach from uh, Saved by, by the, the Bell? Because they're kind of the same guy. Aren't they? they? similar. Mark Gosler and yeah, Ricky Schroeder. Like, if you saw them together, they'd probably get confused for each other all the time. Sorry, Ricky. Um, all right, this is my last entertainment question. It'll be the last one of episode 107 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick, what athlete, okay, in a non-Big Four sport has earned the most money for his video game ni- likeness being used? So what athlete not from a, a non – not baseball, football, oh, basketball, soccer, golf. No, not golf. All right, wait, what not, are not a major pro sport in the U.S. Not a major pro sport in the U.S. Not any of them. Is soccer a major pro sport? Yes. Okay. So this is an athlete. This is an athlete who's made – behind Tiger Woods and Madden for what they – deals, he's made the most money of any oh. athlete in the world. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. You that's got big, it. That's a big seller. Boom. Tony Hawk's skater. In fact, Tony Hawk made $4 million in a single royalty check yeah. uh, from the Tony Hawk version 4 that came out. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, his name is synonymous with skateboard. You know, you right. Think, He's the I guy. I can't name number two. You know, it's like the right. Karch Karali, the volleyball. Like, there's no number two. Right. Or, it's know, that guy. Definitely. If you got that guy, you're, <laughs> the you're, guy. you're that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tony Hawk. Good for you, Tony Hawk. Uh, any final thoughts on the uh, oh, Quizzer Trip? Hope you enjoy Thrones this week, and uh, you know, just trying to get back into the get back in the groove. Soccer season starts. Soccer season Disney. starts. Check Come see AC Atlantic City FC Saturday FC 1 p.m. Baltimore. against FC Baltimore. That's we'll it. This has been the Quizzo. Nick, my name is Drew. We'll see you next week. Visit us online at QuizzoPodcast.com for more information. Just get down.